This podcast was recorded and produced on unceded Wurundjeri Woiwurrung and Gadigal lands. The powerhouse acknowledges the traditional owners and their continuous connection to country and pays respects to elders past and present. You're listening to Oscillations, a series of stories about things that pulse and fluctuate, from heartbeats to brainwaves and economic cycles to cosmic orbits. Drawing from the Powerhouse Museum's collection, we've invited seven artists, journalists, poets and curious people to interpret this material culture and tell their stories. This episode comes to us from radio maker Miyuki Yoki Ranta. In 1970, in a backyard in the suburbs of Sydney, a phone line technician and unstoppable tinkerer named Angus Jones decided to build a device that was thought to harness the magical, healing power of electricity. This so-called multi-wave oscillator was said to do a lot, from improving general well-being to curing cancer. After five years of tweaking, Angus's radiating cubby, object number 2004-42-1, was finally set up, switched on, and humming to life. The sort of person who'd like to take on a project like this is obviously driven. They're driven to either experiment or explore or both. They may even be driven by a health concern. It could be in a loved one, it could be their own, but they're certainly driven by something. The home security system, the quadraphonic stereo. Sydney's first kitchen, lit up with fluorescent bulbs. Possibly. A long list of homemade devices fill the house. And homemade remedies, like the green and yellow shed in the backyard. Object number 2004-42-1. Homemade multi-wave oscillator therapeutic device. And it's got a blackboard on the front with some diagrams about waves. It's interesting that he chose to put it in a metal shed because if I was developing something that's going to produce radiation or in any form, I want to make sure that I've got a safety shield around it because it would act like a Faraday cage and stop it being transmitted outside the shed. My name is Neil Wilson. My current job is a laboratory manager at St Vincent's Hospital. I do a range of things, but uh, one of the things that I've always been interested in is amateur radio. Neil's dad was also an amateur radio enthusiast, around the same era as Angus Jones. My advice is if you're going to build one of these devices, don't experiment on yourself. Know what electricity can do. Hertz or Hertzian waves, what today we would call radio waves, were discovered in the 1880s and quickly became a thing of interest. At the same time, we had Tesla, who was developing Tesla coils, and he was looking at how he could transfer power through the air, so to speak. We've also had Diasenval, who was a medical person, and he was interested in application of electricity to that area. And then you've got to also remember DNA wasn't discovered until the 50s, so it's a long way to go before they know what we know today. And it's not surprising that they had the ideas that maybe these things could actually help the body. The first electricians were like magicians, performing feats of conductance for an audience. Lightning strikes a key 
on the end of a kite. As they found out about electricity, they animated things like frogs' legs and so forth, and so they had this feeling that electricity was a bit of a vital spirit. It was very common to believe in things like Ouija boards and spirits. An action. Remote action. At a distance. And so it's not surprising that you've got these new radio waves. Can they be doing certain things? And um, they came up with an idea that uh, cells all had their own resonant frequencies. So if a diseased cell wasn't healthy, it may resonate at a different frequency again, or it needed to be energising through supplying that frequency. Recalibrating. Recalibrating is a perfect word for that. This is a Lakowski multiple wave oscillator. This device is an original one uh, made by Colisa, that is uh, the George Lakowski company, about in 1938-1940. And now we will show you this device in operation. Okay. okay. We open here. Set the timer. Intensity one in this moment. Okay. Okay. He'll switch it on. I switch it on. concept behind it is that you're producing multiple frequencies, multiple waves going through a person and you need to find the right wavelength for the cell type that you're trying to reinforce. By producing all of those different oscillations, you'll get the right ones and you'll reinforce the right ones, not miss, miss out. Metal. Okay, you can see at the centre the antennas, the brown cylinder are the Tesla coils. Wood, plastic. This is the ampere meter to measure the intensity. This is off, on, and on with the timer. The timer can be set from zero up to 15 minutes. Fabric, glass, cardboard. Made by Angus Vivian Jones, Dundas, Sydney, Australia, 1970 to 1975. So I'm just looking at a photograph here of a man and a woman sitting in Angus's um, device, which has copper rings on either side, and I'm assuming that's to transmit and receive his multi-oscillating waves so that they're essentially radiating towards the patient on each side. It looks like very much like sitting in a 1970s lounge room with the beautiful green, blue star-shaped wallpaper and some protective frames that hold the um, coils. Angus was always at 
Markets and swap meets, looking for valves and components. Repurposing, building from scrap and first principles. To measure the enormous current of the MWO without a professional meter, they arranged tens of light bulbs in series, a field of signalling lights. Certainly you wouldn't want to be touching the coils because magnetically resonant coils produce very high voltages. Certainly, Angus didn't fear electricity. It flowed through handmade switches and gaffed electrical cable. Danger signs screwed into beat-up metal boxes. The distance on the dial between minimum and maximum strength, just centimetres. From the notebook of Angus Jones, September 1976. It's rather vague. Maybe. If you look at the design of the multi-wave oscillator, you can see there is a series of concentric rings, and each of the rings gets progressively smaller with a gap in the middle. It's a, a load of crap, but it works. There was a series of magnetically resonant antennas. Held by plastic pegs. So that you produce multiple oscillations at different frequencies. Through the spaces between the rings, via the patient under treatment. But it, it works. works. The secret of life. An oscillatory shock to restore cellular equilibrium. And it's a changing time. US patent number 1962565A. 565A. 565A. The idea that cells have an oscillatory frequency, while it was completely off the mark, the fact that individual atoms like hydrogen or strings of atoms like molecules actually have resonant frequencies, that's not off the mark at all. In fact, that's mainstream today. We use it in magnetic resonance imaging, and we also see it measurements that chemists do in various compounds. In some ways, we've come a hell of a long way from the times of Diaz-Naval and Hertz and so forth, where they were doing fairly crude experiments, but they started off with thought experiments and they created amazing things. Back in the 1970s, they were much closer to the original concepts of the 20s and 30s. The healing power of electricity, it's harder to accept now. But science, as a vehicle for our hopes and desires, still has currency. It exactly does what it says. It oscillates, it changes between one state and another state and changes back again. We're driven to explore powerful forces and simultaneously witness to a magician's trick. A typical oscillation is a circle, a movement towards a positive value that swings around and goes back through zero, back to a negative value. And it goes backwards and forwards, up and down. Up and down, it oscillates. But we see it in its crude form. A wave. 
and it's a change in time. You've just heard A Radiating Body by Miyuki Yoki Ranta. Miyuki presents and produces ABCRN's documentary program, Earshot. Before that, she curated Soundproof. She's created radio features and expanded documentaries for broadcasters like the BBC, NPR and the European Broadcasting Union, as well as festivals including Monophoma, Radio Revolton and Bleed. Thanks to amateur radio enthusiast Neil Wilson, who's also a lab manager at St Vincent's Hospital in Melbourne, powerhouse curator Campbell Bickerstaff, narrator Eloise Oxer, and Bruno Sacco and Tony Kersalaires at Multiwave Research for the use of their recordings. If you're keen to learn more about the Multiwave Oscillator, check out mwas.museum or search out Multiwave Research or the Melbourne Electronics and Radio Club. The Oscillations team includes me, John Chia, Aisha Ash, Callum Cooper, Mara Schwertfeger and Kara Stewart. Our commissioning editor is Lisa Havilar, and our series theme was composed by Aaron Hyde using recordings of objects from the Powerhouse Collection. Special thanks to Emily McDaniel and Matthew Connell. Coming up next in Oscillations... The detection of your magnetic field. The dousing of breath. Radiesthesia, a poem by Omar Musa. Subscribe to our channels and we'll catch you again very soon. <laughs>